0: Hello family and friends, I'm here for day two with Pastor John Weiss, formerly from the Chicago area and now pastoring in the Tampa, Florida area at Revelation Oaks Church. And Pastor, really enjoyed day one, can't wait to hear more from day two with you. So Father, we're just thankful that you're here with us, Father, that you speak through us and we come hungry for what you have for us today, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All yours, Pastor. Amen. How exciting is it to be here again with everyone? Uh, Today, I want to share a little bit about my father, how I was raised up, and my mother, what they kind of put into me. When I was born, I was born dead. I was stillborn. So the cord had been wrapped around my neck. I didn't have oxygen. I was born stillborn. They tried to resuscitate me for a while. Eventually, they gave up. They couldn't get me back. They put me in a corner, covered me up with a blanket, and then they were trying to calm my parents down. Well, they thought my parents were being irate because they're loud, but my parents were praying. They were standing there in faith and not willing to release me. Somewhere in the next 15 minutes, I started to cry. And the doctors thought, we made a mistake. What's going on here? They went over, grabbed me out of the deal and said, well, he's going to have issues. This boy is going to have brain damage. This boy is going to have physical damage. This is, he's been without oxygen. He's been dead for all this time. And they're trying to tell my parents that, like, yes, he sounds alive, but just a warning, he might not make it and all this. And they said, no, it's not the case. It's not true. He's going to be well. And it's a testimony of that faith and not quitting. Wow. And, you know, I shared last time about me kind of backsliding. I think a lot of Christians backslide and don't admit it. I backslid and I did admit it. Amen. Some Christians backslide just in church and they don't think it's as bad because their sin just look like lying and gossip and slander and hate and envy and lust. Sin is sin, guys. You know, it's bad, as bad. Don't play a game with it, just repent from it and get clean. My parents raised me that way and I came back to life and I I don't have brain damage. You know, I can play 23 plus instruments. I've never seen an instrument I couldn't play within just minutes of getting a hold of it because of God and wisdom and being able to grab that thing. I can speak six plus languages. I've never had a language where I couldn't go pick it up if I wanted to pick it up. I grabbed Russian almost overnight when we were in, you know, a trip once (laughs) out overseas. It's very easy when you believe God can give it to you. God can deposit that thing in you. He, he can put this in you. But my parents raised me where we didn't doubt that. Mm-hmm. We knew God can. In my teens, I had a flesh-eating bacteria hit my lung. I ate through most of a lung. It caused strep pneumococcus pneumonia in my other lung, so it was filling up. It was terminal for the week, and my parents didn't quit. And I was a mess then. They didn't quit. They didn't give up. They had faith. Wow. And I was one of two people in the hospital in Chicago that had it. And I'm the only one of those two that made it. And not only did I make it, but I have both lungs. I have x-rays that prove what God did. Wow. And I have bigger lungs than a normal person does. My lungs are even bigger and cleaner and, and better than just a normal one. <laughs> you know, God rebuilt that. God healed me. Wow. God did a work. My parents taught us and raised us to just believe. And my father, since I was little, I would go to his den and he'd have a map on the wall. And on that map, he would put these texts, these little, if you're... Under the age of 40, you might not even know what a tack is. But tacks are these pins you could stick into a wall. And he'd stick it into the map wherever he was believing God would use him and bring him. That God would reach people there. And he'd ha- he'd start praying for countries, sometimes years before we'd ever go to that country. I went on my first missions trip with my father shortly after I got turned around. And my father took me as an armor bearer. We call an armor bearer is a disciple, guys. You know, So we use the word armor bearer, but really it's what tier of disciple are you? Different day, different type of a meeting, but it, I, he raised me that way to understand what this job was, and I I knew better even after I got turned around. And he took me. I went over to California uh, with him, and I went to that church, and God used me there to reach their youth. And my father said, "My son can go ahead, and he'll preach to the youth." And I thought, "Dad, I'm from the world, Dad. Like <laughs> I'm fresh out of the world. Like I barely remember some of the verses in the in the vague, and I'll misquote them. Like you don't want me." doing this. So he said, well, he'll, he'll teach your teens. Do you have a teen deal? And it was a big church over in Semi Valley, California. And they said, yeah, we have, you know, a big teen group out there. He can go preach to them tonight. And so I was thrown right into there. And that's the way my father was. He wasn't interested in how comfortable you were or how ready you might feel. And I was able to preach there. And you know what? We had a lot of salvations and God Praise gave me a word God. of knowledge and called people out of there. And there was some gang stuff going on there. And I watched people throw their hats out all because of listening to God and being there. Uh, we went into Mexico and again, he told that pastor, my son got turned around from the world. He's a fresh, you know, recruit. And that pastor said, we've got to have him preach. And I said, dad, my dad actually told the pastor, he said, I don't know if you want him preaching in your church. And that pastor said, yeah, we do. And God gave me a word for that church. This church is going to double by tomorrow night. And my father looked at me like you bet. He told me afterwards, he said, you better heard that from God. Because don't say things like that to a church unless you've heard like he knew I was fresh. Wow. And I said, I wouldn't. I didn't know I said it. Wow. <laughs> you know what <laughs> that's what came out I sure hope it was and the next day that church was the people were standing out the door they were in the street they were there was no room to sit you yeah. know in that place we went from there to out of country over former Soviet Union into Belarus went to a church there same trip as we're going out. And my father was a global minister. So his heart for us was bringing things and supplies to these ministries and countries all around the world. Medicine supplies, books to schools, toys to orphanages. I was there growing up watching this happen. And the people there and around the world have watched this man of faith that didn't quit on the kids. You know, this is my parents' story. The legacy is they didn't quit when we were messed up either. They didn't quit when we were dead. They didn't quit when it looked like we had no hope. They didn't quit when we looked rough. They didn't quit when we looked like we weren't ready. They kept pushing on us. Since we were little, we've been pushed on. Seek after it. Chase after it. Don't quit on this. Be hungry for it. And we went to that country. And I'm going to tell you, my father was the kind of man that when I went to preach, this is the third time I'd ever preached in my life. And this is just, I'll use this as a kind of a warning to some and an encouragement to others. Third time I'd ever preached just out of the world. A couple months after being turned around my father went to a, this church and it was 2,500 people in this church. It looked like a movie theater seats way up into the, you know, stadium. And to me, it was all these, look at all these people. And my father's there, the only other English speaking person there. And he went with the pastor and he said, you know what? We're going to go to one of the other churches this pastor has tonight and preach, but you're going to preach in the main church tonight. And I thought, dad, first of all, I'm supposed to be with you. Second of all, don't leave me here. <laughs> Third of all, no way I can do this. And, uh, and he said he just absolutely smiled like my dad always did and he laughed a little bit and it's going to be fine god's going to move and he just went and that was the way that he was and i got to preach that service and i'm going to tell you the quickest version of this testimony i can i went up to preach god pointed this little girl out to me that was up in the front this is the beginning of my ministry she was in a wheelchair swollen up head missing an arm one of the most messed up looking people in the church if god was going to have you pray for somebody you want the headache lady god had me to go pray for this girl and i did not want to i resisted it this is the honest truth i didn't have faith to go pray for this girl i didn't want to do that i resisted it so bad that i took the mic which was on a cord and i walked off the side of the platform which was about three feet something high i went over to this girl and i leaned on her instead of boldly praying over her and i took the mic away from my face and i said the fastest version of Be whole in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Brought the mic back up and immediately turned tuck tail and went back towards the stage. And I barely got to the stage before the whole place sounded like thunder. That's the only way I can describe what movie theater seats, thousands of them going up at once, sounded like. Thunder. Everything shook. And it looked like people being poured out of a bottle. They started coming over the chairs. They were literally charging over the chairs at me. It looked like the whole place was collapsing on me. And I remember, fresh out of the world, I put my fists up, and I thought, I'm taking some of you with me. Like, you're going to get me, but I'm taking somebody. Whoever's first over here, I'm taking you. The ushers ran at me, and they formed a circle, grabbing elbow to elbow around me, and then they pushed out against the people. And this is what I'll never forget. This little girl that was in the wheelchair came walking up through the ushers, underneath their arms, walked over to me, and she put both arms around my leg. And I knew there, one of those arms just arrived in the building. This girl just got healed she looks totally well i didn't see it but 2,000 plus people did i turned around to go back to the stage and god absolutely did it regardless of where my faith level was god just wanted a donkey he could carry that in on and my father knew something was going to happen he had faith something was going to happen and he pushed me and would not let me quit and i'm telling you that's why i'm still here today praise god well will you pray please Lord, we thank you that you're the God that still heals. You absolutely are still healing bodies. It doesn't matter if it's a cancer. It doesn't matter if it's a growth. It doesn't matter if it's hereditary. It doesn't matter if it's in the blood. It doesn't matter if it's from the nerves, the muscles, or the bones. It doesn't matter if it's mental. It doesn't matter if it's a torment. It doesn't matter what we've had, it, how long we've had it, or where it came from. We know that you're the God that absolutely to this day still heals. So God, I pray that faith will go out from this message and touch those that are hurting, that are broken, that are sick, that are battling, and give them the encouragement that no matter where they're at, God heals. God heals whether you could be dead and God can bring you back from it. It does not matter how far you've gone because we have the God that resurrects, the God that heals, and the God that redeems. God, in your touching bodies and changing lives still this day, help us to get a hold of this thing and let it bear fruit in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor. And you can contact Pastor at gorock.life, g-o-r-o-c.life. You can contact our ministry at Ministry at gmail.com. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.